San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, everybody. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB or tune in radio, you can hear the show as it airs on any device. And, of course, all these podcasts are commercial-free on iowamoney.com and on Apple Podcasts. Now, time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, an accomplished marathon runner, best-selling author, a lecturer, a philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high-net-worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Good evening. How are you tonight, Richard? I'm great, Joe. I'm trying to come down off of the battle of the sexes activity yeah. over the last month. And it's I been might, a busy month, my friend. And I might add CPA extraordinaire. I don't know if I threw that in. I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a great week. It's been uh, Monday night, the culmination of, uh, gosh, all those years. Richard, I met you in 2011, October. Yeah, and of course, uh, from from that meeting at Elijah's, which is not there anymore either. In well, that it's moved moment. down the street from right. here. It's not, yeah, yeah it's not in uh, not in La Jolla Village Square anymore. But we had uh, I, I asked that fateful question: What what kind of hobbies do you enjoy? And you said, oh, running and tennis. And out of the ether, I pull, uh, gee, isn't that Bobby Riggs, Billie Jean King uh, anniversary 40th thing coming up? And you start running at the mouth about being Bobby Riggs' uh, <laughs> archivist and scrapbook maker. 25 albums that uh, your mother bought from Warwick's, and you filled them all up with 2,500 pages of press clippings. What a, what a story. Yeah, but, now, now it's a documentary, and it's a PBS piece, and it's a feature film. Right. Not so, about the scrapbook, but yeah. about the events themselves. Right. So, well, I made the initial phone call, as mm-hmm. you know, and everything happened from there. And, yeah. But one... One good idea, and things can happen, as our guest is going to attest to. Because I don't want to take too much time. He's a VIP, folks. He's uh, been in San Diego about five years, I believe. We'll verify all that in a moment. But he is the uh, the owner and the uh, major investor of the Padres, and he's made a major investment in coming to San Diego and bringing all his expertise and wisdom and resources. <laughs> his name is Peter Scyther. Peter, welcome to our show. Guys, it is great to be here. I feel like a novice with two experts. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Not hardly. We're going to have a blast. But uh, anyway, with our, with our guests, we like to get into their, their, uh, their origins. So uh, born and raised where, where you went to school, et cetera, and then how you find your way to San Diego. So uh, how about it? Yeah, I'm uh, from Pasadena, which uh, now I look down on as greater Los Angeles because <laughs> I find friend. myself living from today and until the end of time with my family in the greatest place on the planet. But I did grow up in Pasadena. I'm the second oldest of 10. Whoa. My mom and dad had 10 kids. Interestingly, my elder brother was born in 1959, and my youngest brother was born in 1980. So my parents had children in four separate decades, wow. 50s, 60s, 70s, Same and two 80s. parents, no blended family? Same two parents. Wow. My mom, uh, my father passed away uh, 11 years ago. My mm. mom in her mid-80s just had knee replacement surgery that'll <laughs> last her for her next 20 years, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> does she still live up there, or did she move down she here? She does, oh, okay. and, and many of my uh, sisters do. Uh-huh. A lot of grandkids for her do, uh-huh. and my two uh, daughters who are quite young. I didn't have children until I, I was in my 50s, but uh-huh. I have a five-year-old and a soon-to-be three-year-old. Wow, well, you are old. a busy man. <laughs> and all their cousins are up in Pasadena and as far away as Boston. Gotcha. So I uh, went to school, I guess high school in, in the Pasadena area? And, uh, I did. I went to St. Francis High School in La Cañada, mm-hmm. college at the University of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Cavaliers. 
Cavaliers. And then let's see, you also have an MBA from UCLA, right? I do, yeah. All right. So uh, I guess first job out of college, uh, what happened? Uh, you know, I've never been um, a real worrier or planner. So all of a sudden I was out of college. I didn't do much interviewing. Frankly, I did not want to get a job. I just <laughs> College was good. <laughs> just like my three kids. <clears throat> But I did have a finance degree, and at some point a few months later, I did some interviewing, and I became a corporate lender at Bank of America. Mm. In Pasadena? L.A., Pasadena? Um, In uh, L.A. and Pasadena, and and really all over greater L.A. At that time, um, you know, I was 22 years old, and, Mm -hmm. and the bank, in its infinite wisdom, was taking all the lending authority away from the branch managers who are a bunch of guys in their 40s and 50s and 60s <laughs> and telling us 22-year-olds to go tell those guys what to do. <laughs> and um, it, was, uh, it was a great learning experience. This actually. is the early 80s? Early 80s, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think they need to get back to that, that uh, model, Richard. And, uh, yeah, no kidding. So. So you guys are doing business loans and commercial loans and, and, That's right. and mortgages too, everything? No, no, just, just uh, I was all business loans. Uh-huh. And really what I learned how to do through that is to make loans to businesses that were being bought by somebody, either an individual or a group. Mm. And um, I was fascinated by that accidentally. Mm-hmm. So ultimately I went uh, to UCLA uh, for an MBA, but I wanted to be the person that was buying the company, not the person that was providing the loan. Ah. And... At that time, there was a way to do it by just arranging the money, and you became the owner. Uh-huh. And um, long story short, that's what sort of got me into the private equity business. And then 20-some-odd years later, um, led me to the Padres, which I was curious about, and then fell in love with the possibilities of the baseball club. Mm-hmm. Um put a small group together to buy the team five years ago, and I just left the ballpark to drive up here. I love it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So just backing up a bit, when uh, wh- when did you split off from B of A and strike out on your own? Was mm. that only after only like two, three years? or Yeah, a couple years uh, uh, of Bank of America. Uh, really, you know, impactful training for me, and then uh, MBA, and then um, shortly thereafter um, – with some good mentoring and coaching from my father, who mm-hmm. um, had a, was an entrepreneur and had built a, a financial institution, uh, regional and, and successful, kind of niche-oriented. Um, but what he did was really not up my alley, but he really helped me get my business off the ground. My dad was a tough, the way I look at him, he was, he was a very kind and good-hearted man, but the way I looked at him was he was a tough-minded. Negotiator, um, negotiator. Yeah, just a, you know, no, don't cut corners, do things the right way, mm-hmm. stay around good people. Mm. And um, in his, you know, didn't say too much, but in his subtle ways, you know, he kept an eye on me. And uh, if he gave me a weird look, I knew I was probably uh, screwing up somehow <laughs> and tried to change it. <laughs> So where his training? I mean, he was he was in the private equity too, or no, he, he was a retail. Uh, he had a retail stock brokerage business mm. primarily. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So when, when, is one, uh, when you first struck out on your own, what was one of the first uh, investments that caught your eye or that really took off for you that did well? That well, you're proud I, of? I spent a good year kind of trying to figure out some of the nuances of the business. And I decided I'm going to look across the country and find nice little small businesses that are going to be sold with, with management in place. So I had to find a business that was well-run, but had a chance to get bigger and better. And the first business I bought was in 1992. Still own it with uh, the person that runs it. And we had our 25-year anniversary in August. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a, a business that makes, of all things, promotional magnets. Mm-hmm. So if you buy pizza delivery and there's a magnet on the box that you can put on the mm-hmm. fridge... It was the leader in that. Now it's grown to do uh, other things in addition to the magnets, but mm-hmm. it's the company is called Magnet LLC. How about that? <laughs> Based in Washington, Missouri. How about that? Ooh, yeah. How'd you even find them to begin with? There's a way to find businesses. There's really? middlemen that... Um, so my first order of business was to um, get to know the middlemen and inspire confidence that, hey, if you know of a good deal... Talk to me. Don't talk to anybody else. Ah. It doesn't exactly work that way, but that's what I. It's tried all about to make relationships, but, and even Billy Jean King. Says, Billy Jean yeah. King says this: relationships, relationships, relationships. Right, Richard? Collaboration, relationship. Collaboration and relationships. It takes time, though. You know, yeah. kids want kids want it instantly. It takes time. You gotta, you know, build I, your credibility. I tell you what: in business, collaboration is one of my two or three favorite words in my private equity business now. Our office is one big open room. Mm-hmm. All the partners, now there's eight, two of whom are younger brothers. We mm-hmm. all sit in one room. Everybody knows everything about everybody. Yeah. But the best ideas percolate to the top, and yeah. you know, it's not there about whose idea it was or any there, egos. There you it's, go. It's about doing the right Anyway, thing. we have to take a little break. We're going to come back with Peter Seiler. By the way, San Diego, nice guy of the year. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Hang on. <laughs> All right, we're back with the owner of the Padres, San Diego Nice Guy of the Year, Peter Seidler. Now in San Diego, making things a lot better here. Been working a lot on the homeless issue. Gosh, when did you... Let's talk about that for a few minutes. Uh, you, you took this up as a cause about a good couple of years ago, right, Peter? As Probably about a year and a half ago. Yeah. In fact, today's Tuesday. For the last year and a half, Dan Shea and I have hosted uh, 1 o'clock Tuesday meetings, and right. we've never missed one. It's the most important thing in my week. Yeah, and you get important people there, and, and thank you for inviting me to one. Uh, Ron Roberts was there. Ron and Roberts is there today. Good for him. Yeah. And, and um, uh, Chris Michelle, who Sawtown. recently left the downtown. She headed the downtown partnership. Now she's um, got yeah. a senior position with the mayor. With the chamber? Yeah. Oh, oh uh, the mayor's office? Yeah, she, oh, okay. yeah mayor's office. in the past yeah. week, she ah. made that move. So we had wow, things Ron happening. there from the county and... Uh, you know, one of the mayor's top uh, two or three people. Yeah. Well, I mean, the homeless issue has, when I got here in the late 70s, Richard got here even so- was here even sooner than that, obviously, went to high school here. Um, we had, you know, some homeless, but now it's <clears throat> chronic, it's epidemic, um, you know, now with this hepatitis issue. I think the latest effort with Bob McElroy and the, the new facility that they're working on, that seems to, that's going to be effective, I hope, right? It's going to give people a place to wash and clean and, and uh, be safe, right? Yeah, I'm very pleased with what's going on right now, and it's a day-to-day, week-to-week effort. I never get 
you know, too optimistic because we need to stay on this. We yeah. meaning um, leaders in San Diego. But I've been um, quite impressed with the mayor and his people. Yeah. And frankly, I think he's taken some undue criticism in some quarters, but um, he's really to use the word we talked about it a minute ago, collaborating yeah. uh, very effectively with us, as are people from the county. You know, it's politicians, business, philanthropy, service providers like a Bob McElroy. Yeah. And we're going to take what is a big, massive problem in San Diego right now and bring it lower and lower and lower and become a city that's best in class on this issue. Yeah. It'll take us some time. But we're we're making it happen. Yeah, we're making progress. Well, obviously, you know, the the issue didn't occur overnight, and it's not going to go away overnight. So we have to be patient, but we have to all be rowing in the same direction as. Yeah, person. and we're going to have continued displacement because of the weather on the East Coast, the yeah. weather in Houston, and so on. There well, are more ask, people migrating west, yeah, unfortunately. Good, good point, Richard. Maybe Peter knows more about this, but you hear some stories that other city, cities are uh, shipping their. Um, uh, homeless to our city. Have you heard anything like that? I've heard that. I do not think that is a significant part of our problem. Yeah. I think that the, we, we follow the data, we follow the facts, and mm -hmm. I think the facts are that most of our homeless are people from Sandy. near here. Yeah. 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 There's no question. And, of course, L.A., I think that I've, I've seen a figure, 50,000. Does that sound about right? It does. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and the Bay Area, San Fran, horrible, chronic. Up, it's horrible up yeah. there. Yeah, it, um, it takes a lot of will to address the problem, political yeah. will, yes. and will from other parts of the community. Yeah. And I believe San Diego has that right now. Yeah. Well, I think the hepatitis, the hep A scare, I mean, they're, they're cleaning the sidewalks now. I think that's really, uh, you know, Send up a flare for everybody, and that's uh, good. I guess they're making headway. But anyway, thank you so much. I mean, that's one of the reasons you're getting the Nice Guy of the Year Award, which, by the way, folks, it's October 28th. I think tickets are available to the public. It's going to be down at the Marriott. Going to be a lot of cool surprises down there, including the San Diego fam the famous San Diego Chicken, who uh, has uh, volu <laughs> volunteered to come down and honor Peter and and take pictures of everybody. And a prior guest on the show. Yes, we've had a yep, chicken. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but Peter, where, where does your interest in baseball come from? Oh, I grew up in the baseball world. Uh, my my grandfather uh, owned the Dodgers going back to Brooklyn. He moved the team from Brook Brooklyn to L.A. And that's the, right, Peter O'Malley. We're talking mm -hmm. right, Walter O'Malley. Walter, 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 excuse me. And uh, <laughs> Walter passed the torch to my uncle Peter, and ah. he and my mom owned the team until uh, our family sold in 1998. So it's in my blood. I grew up around the game in every way. Um, it's got to be frustrating. The Dodgers, I mean, they had all that calamity with, the, I guess, the divorce and the litigation and all, and the team went in the tank, and now they're like you know, the best record. It's got to be aggravating, right, to see that. I just don't like the Dodgers. Of course, it's in your family, so I don't it know. It was in my family. <laughs> I do not like the Dodgers. They're co competitors yeah. now, Joe, okay? Yeah, that so, was it. I, I can't even remember liking the Dodgers. It's been I, so long. Yeah. There are – they're our rival. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to them. They uh, they won the division this year. Yeah, we'll see. We're on their tail. Yeah. They know it. Yeah. So, Peter, yeah. this is how bad of a baseball junkie I am. My wife and I were in Manhattan late in July, and I said, honey, we got to take a cab over to Brooklyn because i got to show you where Ebbets Field was. <laughs> and then to make it worse, we ran Central Park, and I said, we got to come up at 110th Street so I can show you where the polo grounds were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, Richard's got an uncanny memory, even for the fields <laughs> in San Diego County, for God's uh, sake, you know. 
course, you know uh, the where where um, Ted Williams played was right at the foot of Broadway right. down there. Yeah, yeah. Which is now hotels or whatever it is down there. Well, we uh, have a we have a great baseball history in San Diego. Mm-hmm. We honor that with our uh, Padres Museum and now the uh, Breitbart Hall of Fame Museum mm-hmm. at Petco. Mm-hmm. And with every uh, passing year, we will create more great San Diego baseball. That's where history. the Hall of Fame. Richard, you're telling yeah. me it was oh, at Qualcomm. I'm, sorry. I, it was oh, at I, I'm at the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, it's over at Petco. It's at Petco. No longer in Balboa Park. So there's a Padre Museum at, at the ballpark. Yeah, right? we opened that um, last year. Is it near the gift shop or? What it is. is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's terrific. I mean, all the all the great Padres history. The I love Hall the of sta- I love the stats on the wall too. You have a lot of those uh, yeah. on the hallway. So that, that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Well, I was here for those crazy 84. My gosh. Mm. I mean, I'll tell you, after they beat the Cubs, I couldn't mm. even watch the World Series. I was totally <laughs> emotionally, I was an emotional wreck. My voice was shot. I mean, it was. But it game was, five was something. Oh, my gosh. The whole, this whole time. Well, I, I've only to... seen the videos and love them, but I walk around the ballpark almost every game. Uh huh. And people just have a genuine good time at our games. Absolutely. And, but we're there to win. We've got to bring a winning baseball club. We're building that through our minor league system, mm-hmm. and when the winning comes, everybody is still going to have a great time, but it will be on a completely different level, a crazier level. Absolutely, winning winning creates yeah. fanaticism, no doubt about it. You know, uh, that's uh, winning is the cure for everything. Yeah. <laughs> but can you imagine Chicago last year? My gosh, I mean, I yeah. watched the I watched online that parade, five million people lining the street. I mean, it was it was nuts. I mean, well, when it's been over a hundred years, Joe. That's... Yeah, hundred and eight. By the way, the I, I can remind all of our fans and listeners: the Padres were in the World Series in nineteen ninety eight. Yes, correct. The last time the Dodgers were, were was nineteen eighty eight. L A. People. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. So How about long that? time. So that was only four years after we were in it the first time. So in '84, right? Yeah, something like that. But um, and well, that, I, that I, full change, that full count pitch that Langston threw to Tino Martinez before he hit the <laughs> slam on the next page was strike three. There you I'm go. Sorry, we'll never. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and um, you know, when you talk to AJ Preller and, and the people in our baseball operations, it's all about winning, building an organization that can compete for World Series mm-hmm. year after year, and. We're, op- we're open and honest with our fans. We think we're a couple years away from really starting a good 10-year run. Uh, but I'll, I'm an optimist. I believe we've got every chance next year to surprise people. It happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Why not us? Well, look at the Giants. They're in the toilet this year. My God, and here's a team that's won like World yeah. S- three World Series in the last five, six. They had some bad luck this year, Joe. Yeah, well, I understand, but. Uh, well, is it yeah. bad luck when your best pitcher rides a I'm not going to go. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as the Dodgers go, I, mean, I have nothing against the, the team itself. I think it's more when the fans come to Petco I'm from L.A. They yeah. are the most obnoxious, arrogant. They think they own the place. <laughs> I go, my God, look at these people. Terrible. But well, uh, when the Giants fans come there, I mean, they're polite and courteous. Uh, you know, I didn't get any of that uh, a- attitude, but maybe that's me. I don't no, know. No, I hear that a lot, and I, I try to stay away from, <laughs> you know, and, and – you know, we have friends. Doc Roberts, their manager, is a you know great San Diegan. And, uh-huh. You know, I'm. When you go to the games, Peter, are you down in the field at all? Or you stay in the box, or do you move around, or what do you do? I like to move around. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I that's like nice. to move around. I, um, you know, one of the more fun things for me to do, just generally, is to take a lap around the ballpark. Uh huh. And you know, just we have a 
good, diverse crowd, old, young, all races, and yeah, everything, you know, um, we're, and we market in all pockets of San Diego to I like inspire that. that. I think this year you're doing like Greek night, Italian night, Irish night, right? That's oh, yeah, we, we do good, oh, <laughs> good anything, marketing. yeah. Good marketing. But the and, most beautiful sight I've ever seen is a baseball field when there's nobody on it, and you walk up and look at that panoramic view like from the top of the stairs. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just so pretty. Well, that yeah. is um, just so pretty. I love batting practice. Yeah, batting practice. You know, just that yeah. time of day and yeah, the shadows. Yeah, people. You know, the the players and the coaches just doing their work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a lot of times I'll go down for batting practice. You know, stand off and out of the way, but just kind of watch it mm-hmm. and everything. Smell there the grass. The there you go. Sound anyway, we've got to take a little break though. We're gonna come back with Peter Seiler, owner of the Padres, San Diego Nice Guy of the Year, and all around good guy. And hang on, we'll be right back. Now. <laughs> Here we go. Is that Harry? One, two, three. Oh, take me out to the ball game. All right, we're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors. I'm going to be short and sweet because I love baseball even more than I love our sponsors, Joe. <laughs> Sorry to say that live, but UBS with Michael Coranta, our favorite CPAs on the planet. We love CPAs so much. We've got two groups of them, Signature Analytics with Jason Kruger, a great CFO service firm, also more traditional CPAs up in San Marcos, Polito Epic CPAs. Also, our great friend Joel Grushkin, who we saw at the movie premiere, big tennis fan. Cost segregation initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. And, of course, Sean Puckett with Mechanics Bank, great niche market bank here in town. Our favorite employee benefits firm, Hub International, spearheaded by Neil Staley. Also, my dear friend, Tony Lombardi, third baseman on my over-50 team. Hub International, I'm sorry, LG Experience, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. Also, Paul Hines. Paul, of course, is the CEO of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management is also the catalyst behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org, helping to prevent financial abuse of the elderly. Brenda Geiger, Geiger Law Office, specializing in asset protection and estate planning. And, of course, Michelle St. Clair. And, again, a big thank you to Michelle St. Clair, Elite Lifestyle Management. She helped us get those extra tickets we needed to the Battle of the Sexes premiere up in Los Angeles. Elite Lifestyle Management, for those of you like me who have no time, We'll get simple things done for you as well as things more that are more complicated, like getting you to the premiere in Los Angeles that was the hottest ticket in town. For Battle of the Sexes. For Battle of the Sexes. And for those of you who are kind enough to miss dinner because you love our show so much, we can help you too, right, Joe? Absolutely. It's the Very Good Food Foundation headed up by Michelle ciccarelli Lyric with all the great foodie programs they do throughout the year. And, of course, Lestat's Coffee House is the one on uh, Normal Heights, one in Normal Heights, uh, University Heights, and a new one on University Avenue, all open 24-7, 365 Great coffee, great food, and great way to congregate with people. And uh, I know a lot of these sponsors have been working with you with great success for many years, right, Richard? Going on three decades. Three decades. That's a long time. Absolutely. So go to iwaymoney.com. There's a sponsor tab. You can learn about any or all of them there. And we even have a media kit if you want to be a sponsor and join the show. So why not? Our sponsors get tons of business. But back to baseball. Hey, Peter, question. The Chargers moved to L.A. Does that present any opportunities for the Padres? But a second question, does that also... Mean there's further obligations in terms of the role in the community? On the latter, absolutely. I mean, we we've always believed that we need to be a leader when it comes to the word, you know, obligations. Mm-hmm. You have an obligation as a, a professional sports franchise in a city to 
be inclusive, to support good causes, however that is defined. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, one of the significant things, you know, looking back when my group bought the club is I recruited Ron Fowler, who at that time mm-hmm. told me he was thinking about retiring. Mm-hmm. To, He'll never retire, to really, by the way. You know, he's, um, <laughs> he loves what he does. But as we got to know each other and, and he was considering what his options were, and I got to know him. I, and by the way, he's a former uh, Nice Guy of the Year mm-hmm. winner from, from yep. a while back. And, but anyway, um, you know, he, he's really been the inspiration, frankly, in taking what the Padres do in the community to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I've learned a lot from him. Uh, we generally believe in the same things. But as somebody that was new to San Diego... Um, he's been a, you know, terrific partner and mentor. And, you know, I, I could mention other people as well. Dan Shea, who is really my collaborator on the homeless stuff, along with, uh, uh, a few other individuals. Mr. Kilkenny was there. The Pat day. Kilkenny. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yes, with the, with the chargers leaving, it's incumbent on the Padres. You know, we, we, we took on the blood drive. We've had a couple of celebrate San Diego things. As it relates to the um, the business side of it, I've um, I've studied what happens in markets when a team leaves, and it does not always mean that's good news for the teams that stay. Mm-hmm. And as we had meetings with the Spanoses before they made their decisions, my, my um, commentary to them as an individual was: I want the Chargers to stay. Because I love professional football, and I want my daughters to be able to grow up around football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, primarily baseball, which is the best sport, mm-hmm. but um, football but whenever, as well. Yeah, but whenever a professional franchise leaves a city, it is kind of a black mark on the city, uh, you know, just from a, I guess, financial, economic uh, image uh, well, that, that's, perspective. That's right? why it, it, it isn't necessarily a good thing for the Padres, because it brings some kind of a gloom to professional yeah. sports in the city. Mm-hmm. Now... We, our success will be determined by how well we run the business and how, you know, much winning baseball we bring. And that, that is and always has been our highest priority, mm-hmm. no matter what the Chargers or mm-hmm. anybody else in San Diego does. Frankly, I think it really helps us, the popularity of San Diego State football and basketball mm-hmm. right now. Yep. They're magnificent. Don't uh, forget their baseball team. Five and oh. Peter, and, did, ba- yeah. Yeah. Peter, and USD baseball. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Torero. Yeah. Hey, did you know the uh, Aztecs outdrew the Chargers last week? <laughs> yeah. Well, both, I'm going to stay away both. from that <laughs> one, but I'm not surprised. By about 10. No comment, Joe. Yeah. yeah. No comment. Maybe the Chargers start playing soccer. Maybe they'll draw. Maybe they'll <laughs> fill that stadium because it's a soccer stadium. So I don't know. That's just, wow. a, just a thought. But. Peter, your your philanthropic work, you and your wife, have been doing some great stuff. Uh, you got active. Have you been always doing this in every city you've been in, or because uh, I mean, you're in Juvenile Diabetes Foundation Research Foundation. You're active with the American Cancer Society, the Turning Point Home, which is dedicated to treating young women with uh, addiction-related uh, disease, and uh, you know the Mayo Clinic, on and on and on. Um, in the course of the homeless, um, has it, and you're on the board of trustees. Uh, and chair of the Student Affairs Committee at the University, you know, your alma mater, which University, USD, that's correct. University he of is. San Diego, and member of the Board of Trustees at Sanford Burnham Prebis Medical Discovery Institute, which is a very good, I go almost once a month to their talks up mm. there. And um, anyway, have you, 
have you always done this? I mean, that's a lot of meetings, a lot of other additional time. In well, I, I, um, I move where I'm inspired to move. And mm-hmm. all those organizations, I, I was uh, diagnosed and treated for cancer at, uh, at Mayo Clinic. Mm. And the work and just the whole philosophy and culture at that medical institution is terrific. Mm. Now, th- when cancer came back, I elected to go to UC San Diego, mm-hmm. which you talk about best in class. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so much respect for the medical professionals, everybody at at UCSD, quite similar to Mayo. The culture goes top to bottom, the focus on patient care mm-hmm. um, and the science behind the treatment they come up with. Uh, juvenile down. diabetes, I'm type 1 yeah. diabetic, as is a younger sister of mine. She's mm. had her battles. She's uh, lost a leg and had a kidney transplant and a mm. cutting-edge uh, pancreas transplant. She'll be at our uh, Nice Guys dinner later this month. Wow, how about that? In fact, uh, she'll be roasting me along with <laughs> a few others, and it won't be difficult for her. Um, She's got all the inside secrets. Yeah. I'd also mention the Turning Point Home, which is a very, very well-run um, recovery home for single women. And, um, you know, that's related to the homeless thing because there are so many homeless folks that have the disease of addiction, either alcohol or drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, of course in that area, other diseases like PTSD and, um, you know, every mental illness imaginable. And I think it's the combination of these things, which is, inspired me and my family to really make homelessness in San Diego the philanthropic project that, you know, I mean, I probably spend 40 or 50 hours a week and that's only because I'm competitive and I've got to keep up with all the constructive time Dan Shea spends on it. Mm -hmm. There you go. Well, we do appreciate that, and uh, we are, I guess, turning the corner. I haven't heard of Turning Point Home, by the way, and we probably should get there. It's near downtown. Mm-hmm. It's it's relatively small, but I, I think it houses about 18 we'll do a show y- on young that, women, yeah, it's, and it's really well run by a former uh, Marine named Tim Lucy. Well, maybe we'll get him on the show. We He's like, great. We like to do that yeah, kind he, of thing. I tell you what, you, his energy level is nonstop. Ah, I can relate to that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's that's just terrific, and of course, uh, so they they're going to roast you on October twenty eighth. Is that part of the deal, or I'm asking for a roast. <laughs> I don't and, want a eulogy. And I know they're. And and I, I, by I, the way, the yeah. the nice guy organization is a group of really nice people, right. uh, guys and gals. Absolutely. Um, every one of them is nice. The work they do is really impactful. They help the lives of dozens and dozens of people in San Diego in a whole variety of ways every year. They've been doing it since about 79-ish, and I think they've raised about $19 million. No, no staff, no overhead. They do it all themselves. Uh, they all roll up their sleeves, all, all the business people, uh, men, men and women. I it's would great. only emphasize that they are a bunch of really nice guys. The, the person they choose to honor every year does not need to be a nice guy. I'm not a member, Sometimes sure. they pick uh, mean guys. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'll let uh, the world decide what category I am or might not fall and into. they even had Hudson and Bauer one year back way back in the day was way so, back when yeah. Joe but anyway we got to take a little break and we're gonna come back with Peter Seidler owner of the Padres and all-around nice guy himself uh, hang on back with Peter Seiler. I think it's L.A. Law Music, I believe. Is that right? Law and Order. Or Law, Law and Order. Order. Okay. 
Very good, Dave. Very good. Anyway, we're back with... Uh, with so it's good to change up, you know. Yeah, a little little heaviness now with Peter Stein. We're going to talk... What was the question you were going to ask, Richard? Well, what, I, I have a couple of questions. One is, um, there's been a huge move in baseball in, in terms of what's called analytics. So are the Padres part of that move in terms of how they analyze data? Every and, ball club is. Um, if there's a spectrum between... You know, just being an extreme believer in analytics on one side mm-hmm. or an extreme believer in scouting on the other side. Most organizations will tell you we're somewhere in the middle. If I really look at it carefully, not everybody's in the middle. There are some that are crazy, you know, sabermetrics, mm-hmm. analytics-based. Uh, better question for A.J. Preller, but as I observe it, I think our organization, we certainly do both. Um but I think we lean towards scouting. Got to see it with your own eyes. Is there any room in baseball for a psychologist? Is, I mean, you got to get the right mix of personalities and people who. Yeah. I mean, because these guys are spend their lives together on playing. My, my Oakland A's proved back in the early '70s that if all the players hate one another, they win World yeah. Championships. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reggie Jackson. Or maybe they hated the manager, uh-huh. Dick Williams. Well, that was <laughs> and bizarre. the owner maybe. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And they won. That was bizarre. <laughs> they got between the lines and they played great, and then all yeah. But um, well, now the, now you've blew my theory. Richard. I know, blew your theory. But Peter, question about winning. Um, you're optimistic for a year or two down the road. Um, I guess the way I view the Padres, the challenge is it seems to me that the young hitters are a couple of years ahead in terms of development than where the young pitching talent is. Am I somewhat accurate in that assessment or not? No, not necessarily. I mean, uh, we have some young position players that have a chance to be, you know, Padres for 5, 10, 15 mm-hmm. years. Our catcher, Austin Hedges. I love our, Renfro. Our center fielder, Manny Margot. Renfro and right field. Janikowski, right? Yeah. That you know, guy's fast. Janikowski, unfortunately, was, was injured, injured a little bit this Ooh, year. Okay. Um, and then, you know, we had some guys, like, that weren't high profile, uh, but young guys that really had great years, Aswahe, Perella. Mm-hmm. So we, we have currently a lot of really – interesting young players on our team and a couple more uh, coming we have a ton of pitchers in the minor leagues and not far away you know maybe uh, we saw at our prospects game over the weekend uh, Morey Hone maybe mm-hmm. our number one pitching prospect he's 18 years old you know he's not going to be there next year pitching is key bench is key yeah. right I mean the, I mean the bullpen is key well, I, think, I think Quantrill's going to be a great yeah Quantrill and two other we had three first round pitchers two years ago Quantrill uh, Lucchese. Mm-hmm. Actually, Lucchese was not first round, but he performs like it. And um, Lauer. And um, I think all three of those guys were college kids, so they're already in their early 20s. We could see any of those three next year. You know what frustrates me when we see a guy like Grandal go to L.A.? You know, we give away so many good players, and maybe that happened before you got here, but it just burns me when I see our players doing well on another team. Well, right? I think there might have been a culture at the Padres before we bought the club to let's try to catch lightning in a bottle. Mm. You know, I hear a lot about the David Eckstein year where we missed by a half a game and he was such a terrific leader and, you know, we were right there and didn't quite do it. We want to go into spring training and have baseball experts look at us and say, wow, this is, this team is as talented as anybody. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, that layers into a homegrown strategy. We're going we're gonna to find through scouting and sabermetrics the best baseball players on the planet. We're going to teach them to be Padres, and they're going to grow up and win for San Diego. Mm-hmm. 
Now, as far as emotional intelligence and all that, getting back to my, I, I keep thinking of Ryan Leaf. Here was a guy, all the talent in the world. He, he just. Why uh, do you think about him? Well, to, <laughs> to prove my point, I mean, you have to have the the right cycle, the right intangibles as well as the tangibles, right? I mean, it's not yeah. just about the numbers, because uh, you know you you have to sacrifice uh, every game, you know, uh, and you have to have that right right. Uh, these guys are all thoroughbreds. They're they're highly paid. And most of these teams are just one or two players apart, right? You get that one key player can make all the difference yeah. in the world, right? Well, um, you know, when it, when it comes to, to scouting, you know, the, the, the kids, there's a, the scouting card it has a left side and a right side. Left side is all about the baseball analytics. Do you give them a 6.5 or a 5.5 or whatever, speed, arm, power, whatever the um, metric might be. The right side is all about their their head. You know? When yeah. we look them in the eyes, as a kid that we believe in. When we talk to their parents, family, little league, how about that teammates? Like up and down, <laughs> yeah. And I think our guys under Preller do as good a job on both sides of the card as anybody. I but, didn't you know, even you know about the that. question about analytics. Analytics doesn't tell you that right. stuff. Yeah. you gotta you know you gotta beat the bushes and get to know people. I mean, they have you have to have a, a, a class clown in there. Keep people up during the season, especially yeah. during the. Uh, you're going to have a slump at some point. Long season, come, Joe. And uh, you know you need that. You need that Yogi Berra. That guy, I love that guy. He, yeah. He, you know Yogi Berra, That's five right. foot yeah, it's eight. A, it's a long season, and Absolutely. you're all living in the same you know hotels and exactly. flying and busing and in the you, dugout. You better have a Dennis Robin or somebody keep somebody colorful to keep it keep it light or whatever. I believe in that. <laughs> So, Peter, I'm going to put you on the spot. What are the odds of re-signing Chassin, our leading pitcher from last season? We'd like to have him. He'd like to be here. Okay. He's a free agent. Um, I love that guy. You know, he, and he's as, as well as he performed this year, he's a great guy. And that matters. That'll, that'll impact our aggressiveness mm-hmm. in trying to sign him. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are really delighted we got Clay Richard back. You know, mm-hmm. you talk about somebody in the clubhouse that makes a difference. Yeah. And, um, you know, he had a couple of tough games this year that sort of skewed his statistics, mm-hmm. but he, he was a great um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy shows up for The guy I love is Salarte. I mean, to be a widow at his yeah. age with yeah. three young girls and to perform the way he does and to be the leader that he is. And just an incredible Smiles individual. all the time. Right. He's a terrific kid. Um you know, he's, we have several Venezuelans on our mm-hmm. team, and one of the things, in addition to the baseball, is they really care about what's going on in their country, which is tragic in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Yeah. And they're doing what they can, given their profile, to try to be constructive, although it's a very difficult subject. Yeah. Do most of the players play winter ball? I know a lot. A most lot of them do. Yeah. yeah. So they don't get any time off, basically. Uh, is no, it- and we're going to have a pretty comprehensive workout program in San Diego. Mm. So you'll see a lot of the, the players, minor league and major league in San Diego, yeah. uh, working out and you know doing all the baseball stuff. And we, we had a lot of young pitchers on the DL with arm surgery. Ray, um, Erlin, how was how, how that? Those two guys, we come? expect to be ready for spring training. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Let me ask you the, um, the other ancillary events. Uh, Richard, when uh, the Davis Cup was there, he was kind enough to get some tickets. That was very cool. You had a clay yeah, tennis great. court out in left yeah. field. Um, Whose idea was that? That was really unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm not sure whose idea it was, which, frankly, I'm glad because it just shows, like, you know, it's it's about doing the right thing in our organization. It's not about taking credit or, you know, it's probably a collaborative thing that yeah. 
percolated. Uh, I, but yeah. I'm not sure. I went to the very first game at Petco, and it was not a, a MLB game. It was a four college. Uh, I think the Aztecs. I saw. I, hmm. I saw a college ball. Aztecs. That, that was the first yeah. game at Petco, and I forget the the name of the series, but that I think it was '03. Was that when the field opened, Richard? Or no? Field. Uh, see, Padres' first season in was, Petco was '04. Um, oh yeah. So this, I yeah. think, there was when that's when it was. '04. I remember it was a sea of mud. I went to the topping off party. I remember seeing Ted Leitner walking around in in the mud and everything and then that was quite a quite an event <laughs> and they had a barbecue for all the construction guys and but the sea it was a sea of mud i may have pictures of that somewhere <laughs> I, i've seen some pictures yeah. i wish i was around san diego <laughs> just to live through the process of well i know they, mo- they moved was it the shally candy building they moved they put it on they moved that building i think a, yeah 100 or 200 yards yeah. right oh yeah <laughs> to the east uh which was uh, which was unbelievable the building that old uh, larry lacchino is brilliant there you know there's yeah. very few people that i would use that word yeah but larry is one of them and his vision and the work he did well he knew how to market built. he knew how to market that before he took it to the council he went to every business group in town rotaries and, and with models of this thing with eric Jen- i saw it myself mm. in one of the clubs and uh, he had all the business community bought in before he even brought it to the city which is brilliant and uh you know maybe the charters could have learned a lesson there to get everybody <laughs> but uh yeah maybe and maybe not such is so. life but yeah. uh in any case, uh, God, we've got about a half a minute here. Uh, Peter Seiler, congratulations on being single nice guy of the year, October 28th. If anybody's interested, uh, you know, look it up. I'm sure you could. Uh, room for I, I promise it's going to be a fast-paced <laughs> and fun night. Yeah, and then they honor you, I think, on a cruise the night before or something. So it's a, it's a more than one event and well-deserved for you and your wife and all the great work you do. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. you. We love San Diego yeah. and are just delighted we get yeah. to raise our children here. Absolutely. So we have to wrap it up right there. Great having you on. Uh, we got some, uh, we use our, there's our music. Uh, Richard Musio, always great seeing you. Uh, see you at the next Battle of the Sexes uh, film. And uh, we, <laughs> on the board tonight, we have Dave Sniff, our programming genius. Thanks Dave, for making thanks. It. Haven't seen you in a while. Thanks great for work. Me. Thanks for making it sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blanke. And we will see you next week with Margaret McBride from the, the chair fun. of the La Jolla Board of Trustees next week. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>